Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning, Mount Calvary. This is the day that the Lord had made. I'd like to read on Psalm 95, starting at the first verse through the sixth verse. Psalm 95, the first verse to the sixth verse. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise unto the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with songs. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand is the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is hidden also. The sea is hidden and he made it. And his hand formed the dry land. O come, and let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, mercy, holy God, we come one more morning. We come thanking you for blessing us to be able to come out to the house of prayer one more morning. Thank you for giving us strength to be able to call thy holy name. God, we ask of you, we pray, we please of you to bless those one in nursing homes and in homesick, those one that had lost hope in this life, and bless us, God. Thank you, and bless the service. Bless the man gonna, that going to speak the word today, give him understanding and wisdom and courage and joy and peace and love in his soul. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God. Thank you for Jesus Christ that had died and rose for our sin. Dear Holy God, we come and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. We bless the name of our God, for he is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Come on, if you know he's great, come on, clap your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. Come on, if he's great, open up your mouth and tell him thank you. Hallelujah. Can you just open up your mouth and adore our God? Lift up your hands and just tell him thank you. He wants to hear your voice. We talked to him all week, but we've come together to lift his name up together and to praise his name. Hallelujah. No matter what we go through, it does not change his greatness. No matter what we face, it does not change his holiness. No matter what we'll go through, it does not change his power. No matter what we go through, it does not change the power in the blood. And so if you believe that, come on and open up your mouth and shout hallelujah. We serve a great God. We serve a mighty God. We serve an awesome God who still sits on the throne who still sits high and looks low. Hallelujah. The government is on his shoulder and his name is still called Wonderful and his name is still called Counselor 
and his name is still called mighty God and his name is still called the everlasting father and the prince of peace come on praise his name hallelujah hallelujah he's a great God hallelujah come on clap your hands right here hallelujah Great God, great God, oh, you are great forever. Great God, great God, oh, you are great forever. Great God, great God, oh, you are great forever. Great God, great God, oh, you are great, say, oh, Great God, great God, oh, say, you are great That's forever. all you gotta say, you are great forever. Great God, great God, oh, you are great forever. Yeah. Great God, great God, oh, you are great forever. Great God, great God, oh, you are great. Say, oh, oh, oh.
Great, why don't you give him some kind of praise? He is worthy. Has God been good to you? What a wonderful Savior we serve. And if you are breathing, it is just appropriate. It's good. It is pleasant. It is appropriate 
that we would bless his name. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. You may be seated. God is good. He is great and he is greatly to be praised. We honor his name today. We are grateful that God has kept us safely through another week and he has allowed us to see the start of a new one the start of a new week and we just thank him welcome to everybody who is here in the sanctuary we're glad that god has brought you in today we are certainly grateful for your presence here uh, also to those who are joining us virtually worshiping with us online we're grateful that you have chosen to worship with us virtually we're grateful for the technology that allows us to do the same and we are so thankful for those people behind the technology who make it possible for us to worship together. God bless you. Let me make a few observations at this point uh, in the worship experience and then we'll get, on, we'll get on with our worship. Um, if you, Kaylin, are the Scots here this morning? Or are they with us virtually? They're online. Uh, if you see Kaylin Scott or if you're friends with uh, Miss Carla or Elder Damone uh, online, you can uh, shoot her a congratulations because she just graduated from the Stebbins High School. And she is on her way to Bowling Green State University planning to major in communication sciences and disorders. Congratulations, Ms. Kalen. Uh, I do have uh, several families that I want to bring to your attention that are requesting our prayers. Uh, certainly, would you keep Ms. Estelle Jones' family in your prayers? Uh, her funeral is going to be this Thursday at the H.H. Roberts Funeral Home, this Thursday at noon. Family will receive friends at 11 o'clock until the time of the service. Let's support with our uh, presence, if possible, uh, during the walkthrough viewing, uh, and certainly let's support the family with our prayers. Ms. Janet Norfleet, I got a, a, a message from her and uh, several of her family members, uh, Karen McConnell, if you can lift her name in prayer, and her grandson. I didn't get the grandson's name. And also uh, Jasmine McConnell. All three of them have COVID. Um, and uh, one of them is hospitalized. But keep that entire family in your prayers, would you? Uh, I also got a message from Deaconess Cookie McCleskey. I would that you would keep uh, Ms. Hatcher in your prayers. She is going to uh, hospice in Westchester uh, shortly. And, uh, and also Brother McCluskey, Deacon McCluskey, is in Grandview Hospital. Uh, would you please keep Ms. Hatcher and Deacon McCluskey and certainly uh, Mrs. McCluskey as well in your prayers? Uh, Cassandra and Carlos and Michael Ford, their mother, Marion Selman, uh, she is in Hospice of Dayton. Uh, would you please keep them in your prayers as well? We know that, uh, that God knows what he's doing. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think or imagine. Uh, and so let's, let's go to him on behalf of our brothers and sisters. Let me thank you, Mount Calvary, for a wonder, an absolutely wonderful Holy Convocation week that we have had. 
from the opening on Wednesday night with Pastor Ellis from Macedonia uh, to Pastor Veal on Thursday and, uh, and the young people uh, handling service on Friday night with uh, Pastor Rodney McFarland. We have just had an absolutely wonderful week and, uh, and we're grateful for the opportunity to be, to, to be able to come together for worship, for fellowship and instruction. Thank you so much. Uh, to all those that came, all those that tuned in online, and uh, and certainly to those behind the scenes who uh, who made all that work, who cleaned up behind us every night, who sanitized, who uh, who did all that stuff so we could so we could function. I think that is all I have for that. Uh, Dr. Gardner, would you come? Um, Y'all tell me what mic I should use, or give him a clean one, would you? Thank you. <clears throat> I asked uh, Dr. Grant Gardner, uh, one of our members, to uh, share, come on up, sir, to share a little bit um, because I recognize that there are those who are uncomfortable with the concept of the, uh, of the coronavirus vaccine. And uh, we have a historical reason to be, right? Um, and nobody negates that. Uh, but at the same time, I want us to understand uh, what is behind the vaccine, <clears throat> what are, what's going, why, why it's important for as many of us as possible to be vaccinated. Um, and I wanted, us, I, wanted to, I wanted us to hear from a medical professional. And, uh, and so I asked Dr. Gardner uh, if he would just to share a little bit with us um, First of all, sir, come on up. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you, brother? I'm well. I'm well. Uh, Mount Calvary. First of all, show him some love because he just graduated from Wright State Medical School. Uh, and apparently didn't do too bad because he's headed to the Johns Hopkins University to do his residency. And you've been working with uh, you've been working with Zeke's Pharmacy, is that right? Uh, to to get people in our community vaccinated. What have you seen, and why is it so important that we do it? Absolutely. Um, so, Pastor Winston, thank you, Lady C, um, Mount Calvary Nation. Um, good morning. Um, as he said, I'm I'm Grant. <laughs> I've been a member here for about three years. Um, professionally, I'm Dr. Ulysses Grant Gardner now, um, and I will be first doing a residency for a year right here. I'm at Kettering Health Network, so I'll be doing general medicine right here. I'm still trying to work in the community to make us as healthy as possible. And after that, I will transition to Baltimore to be at Johns Hopkins, I'm specializing in radiation oncology. So, you know, I was asked to talk a little bit about the coronavirus, and this is near, to dear, near and dear to me. Um, my, my, a lot of my work is in health disparities and inequities and inequalities in our community. And it's super important that we do all that we can to really combat and prevent the transmission of this coronavirus. So I'll start by saying that the coronavirus itself, guys, is not new. The coronavirus has been around for many, 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 many years. Um, but the thing is, the one that presented itself to us at the end of 2018 was very mutated. And the body had never seen that particular strain of coronavirus before. So therefore, it was really hard for the body to really mount an immune response to make antibodies against that strain of COVID or COVID-19. 
And in the only way that we really can combat viruses is really, really our own innate immune system. We need to be pretty healthy so that when the body recognizes a foreign substance, it can automatically start to make antibodies against that particular virus, right? And unfortunately, COVID came in and really disproportionately affected people of color and minorities, people who look like you and me, you know? And the only thing that we have now really to fight this virus, tangibly so, are the vaccines. The vaccine is the only thing that we have that will really allow our body to recognize COVID-19 as a foreign substance and then begin to make antibodies specifically for that strain of coronavirus. So the only way that we really can fight viruses is our immune system. So a lot of people tell me, you know, Dr. Gardner, I really don't want to get vaccinated. I'm an anti-vaxxer. You know, I, I don't want to get vaccinated. I've never got the flu vaccine. I had the flu. I got through the flu okay. Um, I even had COVID, and I got through COVID okay. But if you think about it, most people who say they are pretty young, pretty healthy, their immune systems are able to recognize this virus as foreign and then start to mount an immune response against COVID-19. But I want you to think about our communities, our populations, our loved ones, our grandparents, our elderly aunts and uncles, or those of us who have chronic diseases. And when I, think, when I say chronic diseases or chronic illnesses or chronic conditions, I'm talking about things like hypertension or high blood pressure, diabetes or high sugars, those who have had cancer, those who may have immunodeficiencies such as HIV, our loved ones who have heart failure, those who may even be obese, that's a condition that really can in, in, uh, inhibit our immune system. People who may have myasthenia gravis, things we don't even think about. You may have a disease you don't know about, but because of our ethnicity, we are at a we are pre predisposition to get certain illnesses. And so the only way to really help prevent this from being affecting me and you is for us to get vaccinated. And I'm talking to the people who are young and healthy because at the vaccination clinic, I see the elderly people coming through. You know, I see them coming in and getting their vaccinations. I've vaccinated several of them from this church. You know, but I don't see as many young, healthy, teenage, 20s, 30s, early 40s. Those are the people I'm talking to right now. I really need for you to consider getting vaccinated because you may get COVID and you may be able to fight COVID okay. But if you go visit your grandparents or your aunts and uncles, or if you're right here in church sitting next to someone and you have COVID, but you don't have any symptoms because you're able to fight it, but you can give it to your grandparent, they may end up hospitalized or may even die from COVID and you gave it to them, but you're doing okay. So the only way to, I'm gonna keep saying it, the only way to combat COVID-19 guys is with our own immune system. And the only thing that we have right now to fight it are these vaccines. So a little bit about the vaccines and I'll get out your way. We have three vaccines that have been approved right here in the United States for COVID-19. We have the Moderna vaccine, we have the Pfizer vaccine. Those vaccines pretty much work very similarly. They've been shown to be over 90% effective in really preventing the transmission of COVID-19, severe illness, hospitalizations, and deaths. That's a two-shot vaccine. If you're above the age of 11, you can get the Pfizer vaccine. If you're 18 and above, you can get the Moderna vaccine. And then we have the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. That vaccine is a one-shot, one-dose vaccine. It's about 70% effective or so, which is actually really good. These vaccines are safe. These vaccines have been studied. These vaccines are effective in preventing severe COVID, hospitalizations, and deaths. 
people say, you know, they, they did it so quickly. Like, I don't know what this is gonna do to me in the future. That's a lot of medicine. We don't know exactly what it's gonna do to us, but we know that these vaccines are safe. I myself have read through the studies. We had to read through the studies. These vaccines were tested and they are safe. So I really, really challenge you, if you have not been vaccinated, if you're only partially vaccinated, if you have any hesitation about the vaccine, please consider doing it for yourself, but if not yourself, do it for your loved ones. Because again, you may be able to fight COVID, but if you give it to your loved one, he or she may not. And if you're saying, well, I'm having a hard time finding an appointment for a vaccine, well, I have good news for you. We do vaccines every Saturday uh, at the Mount Eden Church. We do it through Zeke's Pharmacy. We're there from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. If you wanna get vaccinated, just call over to Zeke's Pharmacy, uh, make your appointment, go to their website, make your appointment with their all day. We have all three vaccines. If you show up on Saturday, we will have your vaccine ready for you. Even if you wake up on Saturday morning and the spirit touched you overnight and you say you want to get vaccinated, just come on down to Mount Eno. You don't have to have an appointment. I will personally see that you get vaccinated because my goal is for our community to be protected against the COVID-19 um, virus. So I'll leave you, leave you with this. Coronavirus is real. It's affecting people of color disproportionately higher rate. I've seen too many of us on a ventilator. And these vaccines are safe, they are effective, and they are preventing severe disease, hospitalizations, and deaths. So if you have any questions, uh, please come see me, look me up on social media, I'll answer any questions I can about the COVID-19 um, or the vaccines, but I do want everyone in this building to please consider getting vaccinated. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Give it to them over there. Great. Thank you, Dr. Gardner. We certainly appreciate your uh, medical opinion and expertise. Uh, if you're feeling that uncomfortable about it, you can do what I did um, based on this country's history with shooting our people up with stuff that we didn't know about. I went to Beaver Creek. I know your pastor is so ignorant. So ignorant. I said, give me one of them white shots, please. How about Y'all edit that out. Edit it. Edit it out. Whatever you have to do, whatever you have to do, go. <laughs> Just get it done. Just get it done. Please. Please. Uh, it is good to see uh, my father-in-law back with us. Deacon Burks uh, suffered a stroke a few weeks ago, but we thank God for keeping him and for strengthening him. The choir is going to come. Uh, do y'all have, or is that, or am I wrong? You're good. Uh, it's not on there, it's on your text. <laughs> That's fine, no problem. Um, that, was, that was actually my mistake. Very well. Uh, then let's move on. Um, Brother Percy Williams, this is our Holy Convocation uh, Sunday. And he asked me back in the office, he said, uh, who's going to introduce you this year? I said, nobody. It's, you know, we're shortening things. He said, well, I could say some nice stuff. Well, come on, let me see what you got. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I just, um, the Lord just put it on my heart last night, and 
you know, we've been blessed for the last um, 16 years, Pastor, of having um, Pastor be our shepherd here. And, you know, he thanks everybody for everything they do all the time. He's loving to us all the time. And I just wanted to just, you know, recognize him and, and give us a chance to stand up, give him a hand, and thank him for all the things he does for us here at Mount Calvary. You at home, stand up and give your pastor some love. When you think about integrity, his picture is in the dictionary right next to it. Amen? Praise the Lord. Come on, Pastor Winston. I could have said more, but you were going to plug my coat in a minute. So I just... Well, thank you, Brother Williams. Let's get ready for our hymn this morning that we are going to sing together. It is, Oh, to be kept by Jesus. The words will be on the screen here. Um, now, let me give you the secret. So you all have masks on, right? So when you sing, um, it's going to kind of get trapped in your mask. So that means you just have to sing louder. <laughs> right? So that, so that we can hear you. You got to sing past your mask. All right? Good. We're going to sing all three verses with a refrain in between. And here are the words. Oh, to be kept by Jesus. Come on. Oh, to be kept by Jesus. Kept by the power of God. Kept by the power of God. Kept from the world unspotted. Where Jesus trod, treading where Jesus trod. That's it. Trials kept 
by his hand and mine. Come on, let's go to the chorus. Verse 3, kept by his Holy Spirit. Sing it out. I'm safe. I'm safe in his holy keeping. He'll ever hear my call. Come on, saints, let it ring out. one more time like people who have been kept come on sing it testify all to be kept has kept us by Jesus oh
Bless the Lord. He is our keeper. You may be seated. He is our keeper. Anybody grateful to be kept by Jesus? Yeah. What a wonderful Savior he is. Thank you. Calvary Nation, all of its members, to all of the ministry leaders who continue to faithfully serve, to the staff and the administrative team of this great church, Deacon Sanderfer and the faithful servants in the deacon ministry. Certainly I honor my mother who served alongside her husband in the leadership of this church for nearly five decades. Mother Bobby Winston. And indeed, I give honor to the leading lady of this, the Mount Calvary Nation, the lovely, beautiful, and amazing woman that I get to spend the rest of my life with, elect Lady Chanel, of whom I am so proud. She is finishing up her second master's degree from the University of Dayton. She'll be finished in just a few months. I, I would take this opportunity to honor my beautiful, wonderful, and most times obedient children who share their parents. And let's be honest, most of their lives with a thousand other people. Nate Parker and Bailey, and to all of the friends of Mount Calvary who have gathered in this sanctuary or who are worshiping with us virtually, and I would certainly want to point out my good friend, uh, Dr. Daria Graham, who, uh, who is back home visiting. You know, she's a university vice president out in California now. Let me first say this is not a sermon it's an address uh, for a sermon you'll have to come back next week and we'll pick back up in the book of Acts around chapter 19 if the Lord says the same but each year it is my privilege and honor my responsibility and pleasure to report 
on the health of the Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church from a pastoral perspective. And I am happy to report, particularly in light of the 2020 that we've come through and the 2021 that we're in, that we're still standing. While no one is sure of the exact year, that the 13 original members, charter members, and their families started the Sunlight Mission. It was 85 years ago, February of 1936, that we were incorporated as the Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church. And what a journey it has been. This church has survived the fallout from the Great Depression. This church has seen its members go off into World War II, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, the Persian Gulf War, Desert Storm, Desert Shield, Afghanistan. This church has survived economic times so hard that its building, the very building they had sacrificed to construct at 649 Groveland Avenue, the very building that Deacon Stroud, the father of our beloved Mrs. Ruth Edmonds, built with his own hands. That building was foreclosed on, but the church survived, even got the building back. This church has seen leadership shifts from Reverend W.A. Banks to Reverend Henry Heath to Reverend D.D. Mundy, who served as pastor for 17 years until his passing to the Reverend S.N. Winston Sr. who served this church for 46 years until the Lord told him to pass the mantle. Great leaders, mighty men of valor who served faithfully and all of whom now rest with Jesus, but the church is still standing. Mount Calvary has seen the Dayton race riots of 1966 following the murder of Lester Mitchell, but we're still standing. We've seen the advent of forced busing in an attempt to integrate Dayton City Schools, but we're still standing. We have survived Klan rallies, major tornadoes, and mass shootings, but we're still standing. Mount Calvary has seen and survived the peak of polio, the H2N2 flu epidemic of 1957, the measles outbreak of the 80s, the swine flu, two whooping cough outbreaks, the appearance of AIDS on the scene in the 80s, the crack epidemic, the heroin crisis, and now the worldwide health crisis in which we currently find ourselves, the, the COVID-19 pandemic, but I've got good news for you. We are still standing. Indeed, the composer Albert Gibson was right when he wrote, We've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word. He's never failed us yet. Oh, we can't turn around because we've come this far by faith. I like the way the psalmist put it, If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, 
And as Acts 14 verse 17 puts it, he has not left himself without a witness. Let me show you. Is there anybody here in this sanctuary, anybody tuned in to the live stream right now who can testify? Look at me. I'm a I didn't make it on my own and I'm not standing here all alone. But it was Jesus who gave me this opportunity. <laughs> Look at me. I'm a, I'm a testimony. We are still standing. God has kept us. He has seen this church through what I hope and pray is the worst of this pandemic. I certainly pray that the worst part is behind us. And it has not been easy, but God is faithful. Almost immediately at the outset of this, we had to discern and decide, first of all, how to make sure that the Mount Calvary Nation was kept safe. And so following the Holy Spirit's lead, we shut the doors of the building in March of 2020 in favor of an all-virtual format. And so in a matter of days, the leadership of this church had to figure out how to keep this church connected, how to keep its members connected, though we were physically apart. And I would be remiss in not mentioning some of the people who made that happen without training, without warning, but without complaining, without flinching. They just stepped up and made it happen. Let me tell you just a few. Ms. Charlene Hall, Director of Operations, Jody Garns, Director of Finance, Mrs. Natalie McClure, my Administrative Assistant, and her Assistant, Ms. Alani Spain, they all kept the administrative offices rolling during all of this. <laughs> Brother Sean Heflin, our Director of Facilities and Maintenance, and his right hand, Brother Thomas, along with their team, Dr. Cookie Baker, who was for most of the pandemic our children's ministry director, who sent mailings out to the children weekly, who produced children's videos and children's worship experiences. Minister Christopher McClure, our director of youth ministries, who presented Mount Calvary's first ever virtual youth conference at the beginning of the pandemic. Minister Linda Guy, who came in and cleaned and sanitized weekly. There are others who helped her. I just don't know their names because they didn't ask for any credit. Minister Ashley and Minister DeVito, who made sure that Facebook Live continued, whether Pastor could be on or not. Uh, Minister Tara Bolden and the bereavement team, who saw to the needs of every grieving family within the Mount Calvary Nation. Miss Marilyn Sweetheart Rutledge and the Benevolence Ministry who ministered to the needs of the membership who found themselves in financial distress in the wake of the health crisis. And that's just the people, that's just the behind the scenes stuff that continued to go on for the 60 or so weeks that we were not together. And I appreciate that wonderful, faithful team of people who made it happen. But I also want you to consider that every Wednesday night and every Sunday morning or Saturday morning, there were faithful Bible education faculty who brought re relevant and anointed teaching to us virtually. 
Deacon Clinton Yokely, Miss Kim Williams, uh, Minister Davida Prater, Miss Samantha Jones, uh, several of the men's Bible study facilitators. I don't know them all. And of course, they were all under the leadership of Elder Damone Scott. And then, uh, yes, go ahead. And then there was Sunday mornings. Brother Devin Bolden and his team of wonder workers in Mountain Media. And Miss Valerie Drain, along with the musicians and the praise team, every Sunday, rain or shine, snow or cold, before masks were even a thing. These teams of faithful servants were in the building making sure that the Mount Calvary nation across the globe were able to worship virtually together. They did it, learning on the fly, ministering to a group of people that they couldn't see, and we're just grateful to them. And then, what can I say? And I know it, it makes him a little uncomfortable every time I say it, but what can I say about my deacon? Deacon Myron Sandiford. And his team of faithful servants, the deacon ministry of the Mount Calvary Church. Listen, I can't tell you how many times that I talked to members who said, Pastor, I just love that Deacon Sandiford called to check on me. Or, Pastor, if it wasn't for Deacon Wortham during this crisis. Listen. Our deacons put into practice their true function as outlined in Acts chapter 6. The deacon's biblical responsibility is to care for those in the congregation of people so that no one would go overlooked. And I so appreciate our deacons for stepping up and doing just that. And certainly as your pastor, I want to thank the Mount Calvary Nation as a whole. I thank you, first of all, for staying. I thank you for trusting God enough to follow leadership. I thank you for your continued prayers. And I thank you for your continued financial support. We didn't have to lay anybody off. I think we employ 14. We didn't have to lay anybody off. We didn't have to stop helping people. We didn't have to stop paying bills. Every week, every month, you kept giving. You kept sowing through Givelify, through Cash App, or just by driving through the parking lot and putting your gift in the deacon's glove-covered hands. And I just want to say as your pastor, thank you. You are an amazing family, a mighty nation. And it is my pleasure to pastor such wonderful people. This pandemic has not been without its disappointments and challenges. At the beginning of all this, I ask us to fast and pray. And I ask God for two things. First of all, I ask him to let it be over and done with quickly. And then secondly, I ask him not to let any of the Mount Calvary nation contract COVID. 
I'm just being honest with what I ask him to do. And you all know sometimes God does not give us the answer that we're looking for. He didn't see fit to bring this pandemic to a quick close. And the Mount Calvary Nation was certainly affected. A few of our members who were with us, nope. hear my mom in my ear saying breathe son who were with us at the beginning of this pandemic are now resting in the arms of Jesus our roster doesn't look the same as it did a year ago but we will not forget those who passed and in the midst of our tears we will celebrate their lives and we will thank God that he allowed our paths to cross on this journey home Would you let me brag on God for a minute? The first cases of COVID-19 that I became aware of in the Mount Calvary Nation were the Berry Hills. Robert and Montina Berry Hill, they contracted the virus and things were not looking good at all. For a while it looked like we'd lose them both but the saints were praying and God was moving. Brother Barry Hill was getting better. He was off the ventilator, but it looked like Mrs. Barry Hill may not make it. But I want to report to you that last Sunday, I was out in the parking lot after service. I was greeting people, and up pulls this black Escalade looking like the Secret Service. And as it rounded the corner, I could see Mr. Barry Hill driving. And Mrs. Barry Hill, she could hardly wait for the truck to come to a complete stop before she opened the door and climbed out of the passenger seat. And Montina Barry Hill got out walking and leaping <laughs> and praising God. I said, I got to get a picture so I can show the family. She doesn't have all her speech back yet, but she walked and she leapt and she praised God all over this parking lot. And she kept saying, I know you think I'm crazy. <laughs> and I said, no, ma'am, I don't think you're crazy, just grateful. She put me in the mind of the leper. You remember when Jesus healed the ten and the one came back? I'm sure the one didn't come back and say, thank you. The one came back and said, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Listen, don't tell me what God cannot do. We began the year 2020. <laughs> embarking on what we thought was to be the final year of our five-year strategic study of transforming lives. We started in 2016 uh, where our theme was transforming lives through authentic fellowship. 
attempting to strengthen the fellowship of believers here in the Mount Calvary Church so that we are building each other up, right, rather than tearing each other down so that we are reflecting the oneness that Christ prayed for so that when you hurt, I hurt, right? When you rejoice, I rejoice. When I win, you win. That's authentic fellowship. And then we went on in 2017 to talk about strategic outreach, transforming lives through strategic outreach, rediscovering the mission and the mandate of the church, which has not changed. That is to go and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things that the Lord has commanded. Then in 2018, our theme was transforming lives through enthusiastic Bible education. Our emphasis was on the importance and the necessity of the study of the Word of God for every believer because His Word is indeed a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. In 2019, we spent the year looking at transforming lives through organic worship. We, we spent the entire year looking at what real worship is according to the Word of God. Worship that starts on the inside and works its way out. And then in 2020, we began looking at transforming lives through dynamic administration. Dynamic, meaning pertaining to or characterized by energy or effective action. Administration deals with the management or function of a thing. Dynamic administration then refers to the effective functioning of the church. We set out to rediscover the church that Jesus built, to become the church that Jesus was referring to when he said, upon this rock, upon the revelation of who he is. Upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And as we started this journey, one of the first truths that we looked at was the definition of the very word church. Ecclesia, right? The called out ones. We discovered that the word church was never intended to refer to a building. That we, his people, his sheep, his called out ones, we are the church. And if there is one thing that the pandemic confirmed for us, it's that, that the church is not a physical building. I know that for most of us, the word church stirs up images of bricks and mortar. But the Lord never called a building a church. Because he doesn't live in buildings made by man's hands. He lives in us. We are the church. And while the decision to stop worshiping in this building was a difficult one for me and was not a popular one for anybody, it was an object lesson that we don't have to be in a building in order to worship. I had to tell one of the saints when they were trying to get me together about us not being in the building that if the only time we can worship is in a building that we can call church, we've got some bigger issues to deal with. Don't get me wrong, we are grateful to have a building. We're grateful for the miracles that the Lord performed to give us this building. We're grateful for the, for the miracles he performed to renovate this building without debt. But make no mistake about it, I don't have to be in the building to worship my God. The Bible says praise God in his sanctuary. And the Bible also says that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. So wherever I am, his sanctuary is. So whether I'm in a robe at 3375 Pastor S.N. Winston Sr. Way, or whether I'm in a robe in my kitchen at home, I can worship God. 
at the bank, at the grocery store, at the pharmacy, at the ballpark, at work, at school, at the gym, in your car, on the RTA. The command remains the same. Praise God in his sanctuary. And I got to tell you, I do wonder, I do wonder if part of the reason that God allowed this pandemic was to help us to stop worshiping buildings. I wonder if part of the reason that God allowed this is to help us understand that the church is in us. I just wonder if maybe the Lord was trying to teach us something about ministry outside of these walls. I just wonder if the Lord was saying, I said, go ye therefore and teach all nations. I just wonder if the Lord was reminding us that the Bible says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature because the Lord is still adding to the church and the command is still the same. Now the challenge for us, and I'm almost done with my address, but the challenge for us, the question that we have to deal with is, where do we go from here? Because you do realize and it has taken me about 12 months to come to grips with it, you do realize that we cannot go back to normal. And I'm not trying to ruffle anybody's feathers. I'm not trying to scare anybody. Like I said, I've been, I've been wrestling with this for 12 months. But here's the truth of the matter. We can't go back to anything. you can only go forward to the new normal. Help me, let me, let me see if I can help us. Uh, it is, it, it's the simple truth of the unfeeling march of time because time only moves in one direction. A whole lot of churches are dying trying to go back to the old time way when time only moves forward since the beginning of time when God said let there be time has only moved in a singular direction and that's forward we can't go back to anything we can only move forward to what the Lord has in store for us and so Mount Calvary uh, I, 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 I came to tell us today we will move forward because we will follow the leading of the Holy Spirit now in, in, the, in the next few weeks I'll tell you about some particulars uh, but, but to be honest in this state of the church address 2020 made us put quite a few things on pause just to survive alright so let me just give you the simple of it here here is here's the most pressing issue right now we have to redefine what membership is um, we will move forward to a time where not all of the members reside in Dayton Ohio 
We will move forward to a time where everybody worshiping with us is not physically with us at 3375 West Seventhaler Avenue. We will move forward to where, with the push of a button, we're worshiping with our members, with the Mount Calvary Nation in New York and Chicago, and in Baltimore and San Francisco, and in Jacksonville and Detroit. We will move forward, we'll continue to move forward where we're, we're with the click of a mouse, we're reaching people in South Africa and Ghana and India and China and Russia and Australia and New Zealand and Botswana and Namibia. We'll keep moving forward with an expanded concept of what church membership is. Because Jesus said, and it makes sense to me now, greater works than these will you do because I'm going to the Father. And it has troubled me because my, 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 my limited mind could not figure out how can we do greater works than what Jesus did. And this pandemic has showed me because Jesus reached 5,000 men plus the women and children. But Jesus couldn't reach a million people all over the world at once. But you can. Jesus had his body. And he was limited to where he was. But we've got technology. And the possibilities are limitless we got to keep moving forward because Jesus first of all I, he never told us to go make church members he told us to go make disciples And so instead of reaching 30 people in the sanctuary on a Wednesday night at Bible study, we can add to those 30 who come into the building. And while we have people in the building studying, thousands across the country and potentially millions across the world can be joining in the same study with us virtually. That is amazing. Mount Calvary, we are coming out of this pandemic better than we went in. If you're sitting next to somebody, they must be from the same household as you are. So would you turn and tell them we're coming out better? than we went in. We're coming out of this pandemic better than we went in because all things work together for our good, for good to us because we love God and we are the called according to his purpose. We're coming out of this pandemic better than we went in because no weapon that's formed against us shall be able to prosper. Mount Calvary, we are coming out better than we went in because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And Jesus promised that even though times may get 
hard, even though the journey may not be easy, even in the face of difficulty, even in the midst of a pandemic, even when the gates of hell come up against us, and they will, you do recognize that the, the attack will be launched, but the good news is it will not prevail. Somebody shout, it won't prevail the powers and the policies of hell may be resistant to the will of God but it won't prevail the enemy may threaten death but it won't prevail the evil one may try to take us out but it will not prevail the church of God will prevail the church that Jesus built will prevail the church that Jesus built is victorious the church that Jesus built always wins And so we may have trouble on every side, but we won't be distressed. Oh, y'all know it's one of my favorite scriptures. We, we may be perplexed, but we're not in despair. We may be persecuted, but we'll never be forsaken. We may be cast down, but we'll never be destroyed and that's all I've really come to report to you today Mount Calvary Nation we are still standing we may be y'all forgive me I'm a Baptist preacher we may be bruised but we're still standing we've been through a lot but we're still standing. We've had to say goodbye to some friends and loved ones, but we're still standing. We're masked up, but we're still standing. We're socially distanced, but we're still standing. We miss the hugs, but we're still standing. We miss the physical fellowship, but we're still standing. We miss a crowded building, but we're still standing. I like the way that the hymnologist wrote it in 1834. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. And let me tell you something. When you are built on the solid rock, you can stand the storms of life and I don't know I don't know I don't know how long this storm will last I don't know when this pandemic will be over but this I know when the wind gets through blowing when the lightning gets through flashing when the thunder gets through rolling when the storm is over the church of Jesus Christ will still will still be standing that's all I've come to tell you today we're still standing would you help me would you help me finish this out and look across the sanctuary and catch somebody's eye and tell them we still we're still 
we're still, we're still standing. And I've got some good news for you. If you're saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, you are a part of the church that Jesus built. And if the church is still standing, you know what that means. You're still standing and you will not be defeated. Find somebody else across the sanctuary and holler at them. I'm still standing. You don't believe it? Look back over your own life. You've been through a lot, but you're still standing. You may be bruised, but you're still standing. You've been through sickness, but you're still standing. You survived that divorce. You're still standing. You made it through that layoff. You're still standing. You've been through setbacks, but you're still standing. The devil tried to stop you, but you're still standing. Family tried to block you, but you're still standing. Friends turned their backs on you, but you're still standing. Look at God. You're still here, still victorious, still winning, still standing, still fighting, still here, still standing on the rock, still standing on the solid rock, still, still standing on that rock and that rock is Jesus he is the Christ because Jesus he went y'all knew I was going here he went to Calvary they nailed his hands they riveted his feet they put a crown of thorns on his head hung him on the cross and the Bible says he died for you and for me he died but when he died while the body was resting in sleep Jesus went down into the deep recesses of hell and banged on hell's iron gates and said lift up your heads O ye gates and be ye lift up ye everlasting doors and the demons on the watch that night peered through the gate and said who is the king of glory and Jesus answered and said to them the Lord strong and mighty the Lord mighty in battle so lift up your heads Jesus walked in busted hell's Friday night party took the keys of death hell and the grave and according to Peter he went back into the period before the flood of Noah and preached to the spirits who were in prison. He held a three-day revival. And while the revival was going on, time kept moving. And in his spirit, he knew it was almost Sunday morning. He said, I've got an appointment to keep. I've got to get out of here. The devil tried to stop him. Demons tried to catch him. But the Bible says he made a show of them openly. And you know what happened? On Sunday morning, he took off his grave clothes, 
walked out of that borrow tomb and declared all power in heaven and earth is in my hands he got the victory and Paul said thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ we may have tribulation but we win we may have distress but we win we may be persecuted but we win we may have famine but we win we may have nakedness but we win we may have peril but we win we may even have the sword but we win we may have corona but we win we're still standing because nay in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us we're still standing This is the birthday of the church, right? This is Pentecost Sunday, right? This is the day when the Holy Ghost fell. Let me show you something about the Holy Ghost. Come here, Jonathan. The Bible says, I'll give you a comforter and he will come alongside you and he will hold you up. He is the paraclete. He's the one who comes alongside and holds you up. So in the past 13 months, when I thought I would faint, the Holy Ghost came and held me up. When you thought that you would give up, the Holy Ghost held you up. When you said, I can't go no further, the Holy Ghost held you up. When you got tired, the Holy Ghost held you up. He wouldn't let you fall. Give him glory. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. He wouldn't let me fall. He wouldn't let me fall. He wouldn't let us 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 fall. Brothers and sisters, this is the state of the church 2021. We are still standing. God bless you.
something to you. Let me explain something to you. Y'all remember when David set out to bring the Ark of the Covenant? When David set out to bring the Ark of the Covenant back to where it was supposed to be. Y'all remember that? And the first time he did it, there was that man Uzzah who was trying to be a big help and saw the ark of God, saw the presence of God about to fall off the ox cart because that wasn't supposed to be the way they were carrying it in the first place. And he reached out to, to stop it, to, to stop it from falling. He thought he was doing God a favor, but God had already said, don't nobody touch this. And the Lord killed him right there on the spot. David said, y'all take the ark to Obed-Edom's house. Y'all remember that? Finally, he got up the nerve to go back and get it again. And he said, this time, we're going to do it the way God said to do it. And they went back and they got the ark and they were carrying it on the staves that it was meant to be carried on. And the Bible, listen to this, but, uh, David didn't wait until he got to his destination. <laughs> he took six paces. He didn't do anything but take six steps look back and realize that where somebody else had died before they made it and he took six steps and stopped right there and praise God 
before he got to his destination. Listen, I know Corona's not over yet. I know the pandemic's not over yet. I know you may not be where you want to be yet. I know where I know you may not be at the destination yet. But if you can look back and see he brought you six steps. Why don't you just go ahead and give him some kind of praise for bringing you this far? your hand or shout for joy or move your feet or do Stay right there, come on. To God be the glory. 